This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Frank on the Radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. When will the novelty of Instagram <laughs> wear off for me? I've never actually been on Instagram. Right. You're not, Frank. But just saying it. No, you're, of you're course I lot. haven't. Some lovely yeah, yeah. pictures of you on there. Is that right? Mm. Yeah. You're very... Hello? It's, it's, it's Esmeralda. She loves me. It's not lunch already. I've <laughs> <laughs> like been working out on the ranch all day. It's been pretty dusty out there. Sounds like um, Suzanne's got dinner ready. Suzanne. <laughs> oh, man. What was that? Weirdest that was the... Uh, that was gonk. my uh, witch's cauldron. That was the camera. Oh, just being brought in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about when my partner broke her toe running across wet grass at midnight yeah. on a yoga retreat Yeah, because she kicked an upturned cauldron? Oh. I mean, that was I the mean, best God. reason for injury to be written on a medical form ever. Exactly. Surely there's some sort of cult involved in that anecdote. Anyway. <laughs> And the people couldn't hear her cries screaming in pain. They couldn't hear her because they were chanting <laughs> in a nearby room. <laughs> Welcome to modern Britain, ladies and gentlemen. It's not so bad. No, it's good. Well, no, sometimes it's terrible, let's face it. Some of it's good, though. Most let's of it's not good. not throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. No, uh, no, we don't want to do that. I've, uh, I've done my Friday night trawl, you know, the, uh, the moment on know a Saturday it? morning. I dream yeah. of it. I look through the emails that we receive on Friday night. Often people think that I come in on a Friday night to do my Friday night trawl. Yeah, people think not. you're absolute based every Commi- Friday. Committed to the show, though I am. I mean, I'm still a working, bookable comedian. Yeah. Busy um, on Friday night. Although, oh, sorry, I, le- I left space then for, uh, for uh, an email address. But it didn't come. Um, I, uh, I've had a look, and we've had an email entitled Magazine Costs. Oh, yeah. So I'm already interested. Hi. Is it from the National Rifle Association? <laughs> <laughs> I've recently seen two adverts for magazines which provide the parts for models to be made. You've got oh, a big... Love. Do I love? Big affection for these, haven't well, you? This is the most frank bit of correspondence ever. No, I do. I love those. What was so. the one you liked, Frank? That was just actually out. Let's let you fit. I'm going to let you finish. I've done a few in yeah. my time. I did Book of Football. I did The Game. We completed these. I completed them. The part wow. work. Okay, now you're getting boastful. Yeah, and I did the Story of Pop which was all about fizzy drinks through the ages. <laughs> what, that would have been. Where did that end? Glimpse of stocking. Um, but best of all, I saw one, which I didn't... You know, now they often have a free thing with them, not yeah. just a magazine. So there's, there's the Doctor Who figure, figurine magazine, which you get the figurine and then you get a magazine ex- telling you all about that character. Oh, great. But, um, yeah. But, <laughs> right, I'm going to get you on now. Um, but... Um, the best one I ever saw was um, Victorian delivery vehicles. Oh yes, which was a you got a model Victorian delivery vehicle, and um, and then you got a magazine telling you about the history. Of it. I mean, that's <laughs> well, hold that's your horses. That's at the sharp end. This may change your perspective. Well, they, on they didn't these all things. have horses. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, 
so they've uh, seen two adverts for magazines that provide these parts. Mm. The first is a Terminator complete in 120 parts. Each issue is £8.99 with the first one at one ninety nine. Yeah. The that's second... How, that's how they yeah. get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> the second is the Bismarck, again, costing eight eight ninety nine per issue with one ninety nine for the first issue. The pri- the prices therefore for completing the models are one thousand two hundred and fifty one pounds sixty and no. one thousand and seventy one pounds eighty respectively. Good use of respect. You, you sound like my. They sound like my mom. I only ever took my mom out for a meal once, and it was like a cheap. And we had no money, love. And we went. It was like a cheap and cheerful pie and chips type Frankie of thing. Howard where was it in Birmingham? Was it? It was in uh, Coventry. That's where we went out for a meal because she was visiting me at Warwick University, where I was um, residing. And I sat her down, and she said. Well, you could. I mean, I could have got a loaf of bread for that much, and then I could have got some. I could have got the whole thing. I could have got. I could have bought all this and made it ourselves for about seventy pence, and here we are paying two pound forty for. It. You know what I mean? It's not the yeah. part work. It's the excitement every of week. Course. The magazine, the little <laughs> bit of the Bismarck. <laughs> it was sunk, wasn't it? The Bismarck. I believe so. So yeah. if you didn't finish it, as long as you make sure the tank has got relatively cloudy water, <laughs> oh, yeah. it covers a multitude. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, there must have been some damage to the Bismarck before it went down. Oh, they'll tell yeah. us. They'll of tell course us. they'll do that. They'll, well, that's that. what the book's for. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Read all about it. What about when I was doing a gig in Belfast and I bought a magazine um, of the Titanic Society? Because it was built in Belfast. It was. The Titanic. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the, the Titanic Society like a local... Um, historical group. So it was a magazine. I'd say it was about 40 pages. I don't know why I bought it. But I, you know, I was probably looking for material. Yeah. Anyway, I read it through. There was an interview with the captain's niece and something about the bloke who made the, uh, the, the plates for the, uh, the restaurant. There was not one reference in the whole magazine to the fact that it sunk. <laughs> in a way... Admirable respect to the spoiler yes. alert. Yes. Yeah, but there's elephants in the room. There was a herd. That's quite there was an, an elephant. actual herd of yeah. elephants in the room. I don't know. People get really triggered about spoiler alerts. I got told off for spoiling the Gruffalo last week, so I suppose, you know, the spoiler alert for the Titanic is a big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't feel so bad about it. What about the Bismarck, though? I bet there's a lot of, a lot of people building the Bismarck now saying, What? <laughs> what happened to it? <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hey, I've got something I'd like to ask you. We sometimes get emails through and texts. Stop lovely showing off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lovely as it is to hear from them. Sometimes I'll go through and I'll see the odd one saying, please can you play, for example, Starship, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Now, here's my question to you. Why do people still need the DJ to access the music? Because presumably the point of it was that you'd suddenly be sitting there, I don't know, and you might think, oh, I really fancy hearing I could be so good for you. Yeah. How? Oh, it's nine o'clock at night. I don't own it. I don't own it. I don't own the cassette of it. Yeah. What do I do? 
I'll call into the DJ. It won't be on dial a disc. No. No. One nine two. That was. Was it? No. What was it? That's good directory. I don't remember what one, number it was. It, was it used just... to be able. At one time, you could <laughs> go to a public phone box and dial a three. Or use your home phone. And you would get a randomly selected um, chart song yeah. that you could then stand in the phone box and listen to. <laughs> On the phone. I mean, I would sit in my parents' bedroom, in fairness, but oh, similarly... Oh, so we didn't have a phone. I forgot people have phones in their own home. You <laughs> sound like sort of involved with Trump could, because they I, had a landline. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted that. I couldn't cope with the smell of urine in my own house. <laughs> but you would, Al. You would sit there and just listen to the song. I remember listening to Stray Cat Strut for, for hours. It always seemed to be Slade when I was calling it, but that's probably, uh, you know... Uh, I saw you coming. It was that era. Slade dominated the mm. So, do you see my point, boys? It's essentially yeah. now, presumably, most people have access to some sort of stream, music streaming service. I mean, am yeah. I doing us out of a job here? Yeah. I should say. <laughs> um, well, yes and yes. Yeah. I think I'm still playing some my own choices. Um, not everyone are getting on Spotify. That's yeah. one good thing. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I suppose not everyone's on Spotify, but YouTube and all that. Yeah, why not just yeah. put that on? Yeah. Okay. I it's mean... a bit like the part work um, <laughs> thing. It's just being part of something bigger, feeling that we're part of something bigger. Yes. Now that religion has uh, faded somewhat in this country, people want to feel like they're part of some sort of bigger system. That's right, yeah. Yeah, okay. so, so you didn't why. think we were going to go there, and I liked it. So they've been replaced by part works. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, my son collects match attacks, which are these oh, yes. football cards. Yes. And I realised that. This happened when he had the Panini World Cup stickers as well, that there are mums all over England on the internet um, saying things like, have you got uh, Mohamed Salah 100 <laughs> Club? And so like a really quite high... Hardcore knowledge of uh, Premier League players. Yes. I wonder and they're I all ca- mums. And I don't know there's any dads doing well, I think it. Kathy was talking to me about Delhi Alley. I was like, what do you know about this? I know. She loves it. Kathy's my partner. Oh, yeah, so. sorry. Kath. Well, she know. normally gets called Kath. Kath, I call it. From when Max Wall used to be in Crossroads. <laughs> Kath. No, they're Kath. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where it comes from. Sorry, we've gone very. Uh, we've lost a lot of our. Uh, younger listeners <laughs> and we only had four <laughs> so that's a bit of a blow who would you say our youngest listener oh, someone will say he's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Na- Nathan uh, was born on Tuesday <laughs> oh, yes no, sometimes we do get spreading your business <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We're gonna... we do get. We've had. We've had. Um, I think we had a 14 year old boy who like, who enjoyed the show. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. See, we'll be talking about uh, Dim. Google must be on fire with things like Dialer Disc. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think you could Google Dialer Disc? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think well, it's an easy way to. I can think of a way of finding out. Yeah. Oh, how, we'll try it. We'll try it. We just need a moment. Oh, I've got an idea. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a text in from reader 733. Uh, Good morning, all. Conscious of how keen you are to be accurate, and we are, Mm. with your information, I recall last week you referred to a lieutenant and Emily pronounced it as lieutenant instead of lieutenant. No, I said lieutenant, didn't I? Oh, maybe it was me. Mm. Um, Just thought I'd keep you on the straight and narrow. Kind regards, the colonel, pronounced colonel. (gasps) Is she an actual colonel? Sounds that way. We're supposed to say... um, 
What? Do you know? We're I supposed to say lieutenant. lieutenant I always Brits. thought you were meant to say lieutenant, but. Okay, here's the thing. Lieutenant is an Americanism. Okay. Lieutenant is the British way, I believe. Uh, Hence the colonel leading us in that direction. I don't say it that much. No, it's not one of those that well, comes up. Lieutenant well, your social Bishop. life is very different to mine. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Sideway, Al, has been in touch. Has he? Frank was saying we don't get the younger listeners. Oh, but yeah. Tom says, my 11-year-old and 8-year-old are absolutely affronted that you said you have no young fans. Well, I'm terribly sorry, guys. <laughs> well, I say guys, they could be... Uh, mm-hmm. got, but you can't say guys and gals anymore, or your no. radio career's in tatters. Well, even those... So I'm just going to have to generalise. Even those youngsters are going to feel old just in a second. What, Nathan, who was born on Tuesday? We've had, uh, we've had an email in. <laughs> IFA and TDME. Uh, is that what tedium? The, How dare you! Is it the darling, Miss, the divine, no, the divine Miss Emily? Miss okay. uh, I'm sorry, but my three and a half year old boy Alex is not your lo- youngest listener. He asked if this was Dave Berry, and when I said no, it was not, it was you. He burst into tears, <laughs> demanding I put Dave Berry on. I guess he could be your youngest critic. <laughs> Yeah. Long time, blah, blah, blah. Is it? It's good we've established Dave Berry's audience. Yeah. How old is he again? <laughs> Three and a half. There you go. <laughs> You've taken a real positive spin from that. I was worried momentarily. He's come a long way since he had that hit with the crying game, Dave Berry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we listened to Dave Berry in our house. Can I say that? Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Oh, yeah. fabulous. I look forward to seeing us mention on the radios. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen Bell has got in touch as well, just to Stephen say... Stephen Bell? He used to do cartoons <laughs> for The Guardian? He, I don't know, oh, but yeah. he, um, he tried out a joke. You made a joke last week We got uh, in reference. The email is called Re Samuel Peeps. Oh, okay. yeah. Do you remember? You made a reference to Samuel Peeps? I think it was probably, you know... Never getting Samuel changed Peeps. around the above gentleman's house again. <laughs> yeah, because, oh, yes. yeah, because Samuel Peeps. Is yeah. um, he peeps? Well, I laughed and I decided to share the joy with my friends. I say share the joy. I think you mean steal the joke. <laughs> okay, <laughs> stole the joke. Okay. I can report that the joke fell miserably. Is it time for me to change my friends? Um. Well, it depends. <laughs> I mean, if uh, are they English speakers? <laughs> that's the first thing. I love that's where Frank's mind goes, Al. <clears throat> if someone doesn't get his joke, they actually are incapable of communicating <laughs> in his language. But, a, you know, a joke is like when you... I think it's like when you give the motorcyclists uh, the blood that's mm. been uh, rushed across town. Mm-hmm. You don't, you've given them the blood and it's yeah. all good and you've done your bit, but what, whether that bloke delivers it, is you know you, it's out of your hands. Gone. You're that, speaking. You as the per, as I'm the, the blood person, donor. Yeah, I, no, well, I, I'm, I'm. You're the blood donor. I'm the not only the blood donor. I put it in a bottle. I package it up nicely. I've tested it. It's all absolutely fine. In the footballer's it's on, tent. It's on the back of this bloke's moped. We don't know what happened next. Yeah. All we know is that the patient died by the sound of it. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it's my fault. That's <laughs> from that evidence. That's all I'm saying. But thank, thank you, caller. <laughs> Surely not. There must be some mistake. I was reading um, the popular Roman Catholic journal, The Tablet. Oh, yes. This week, you oh. know. On, in what format? Oh, yeah, a hard copy. Okay. He doesn't read tablet He doesn't on read tablet. it on the tablet. No, no. no, no. That's just a nice synergy I would have liked about your life. But anyway, continue, eh? Um, and um, there was... Uh, 
interesting quote from uh, James Taylor, the uh, musician. Oh yeah. Who I'm 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 going to see uh, this summer at um, Hyde Park. You got doing, a friend? He's doing a. I am going with a friend. <laughs> um, I am. Him and Bob Dylan are doing a. Oh, I don't. I'll be, yeah. I'll be straight oh, with you. I, I don't you know. Wish I, you'd flag that bit off. I don't know the work of James Taylor very well at all, but Bob Dylan is um, at the core of my u- musical universe. Yeah. Nevertheless, um, so in this, uh, there's a little bit in about a James Taylor gig. And James Taylor was on stage playing. And you know this happened, we've all seen this at gigs. There's a, a slight dip, a slight silence in the proceedings. And someone shouted, I love you, James! Yeah. <laughs> you know how, how that happens at seen these that, gigs. Yeah. Mm. And uh, usually there's a bit of a laugh and they go, ah, thanks very much and stuff like yeah. that. So um, someone shouted, I love you, James. And James Taylor said, oh, yeah, what makes me sad? <laughs> Which I thought, I thought as heckle comebacks go. <laughs> I mean, Wowie. yeah, that's a that's a good one, isn't it? I mean, that's profound. I mean, I'm presuming that he meant, um, you know, you, you don't, don't know, know me well. Me. You don't know, me, no, know me deeply me enough. Yeah, and he's absolutely correct, of course. I mean. Um, Having said that, you know, I love my partner. Do I know what makes us? I know what makes her furious. Right, yeah. That's <laughs> um, but often I, we, easier I, to I, identify that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not going through, I'm not going through in that particular list. Busby! Yes. Well done. OK, we got there. Well Frank, done. do you want to explain what that was? Well, um, yeah, it was, it was the sort of thing <laughs> we it's try and avoid. That's what makes advise. James Taylor sad. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what makes him sad, yeah. The, the, it was the death of Sir Matt Busby. He never got over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's uh, Bos. We were trying to remember the name of the bird that advertised um, phone services. Yes. A cartoon bird voiced by, I think, Bernard Cribbins. <laughs> Bernard. No, I once, death of a salesman. Never I, I once, that way. I once heard an American uh, director interviewed on the telly and they asked him the, the best actors he'd work with. And he said, like, really obvious ones like. Um, I work with Henry Fonda, he's a great yeah. actor, very much centred, very much belief in the part and all that. And he said, and then your own English actor, Bernard Cribbins, I work with, <laughs> a fantastic actor. I thought, well, I wouldn't, I did not see him coming up on the list. <laughs> but yeah, I always think of him now as Bernard Cribbins. <laughs> and there was also a documentary once about Bernard Manning trying his hand at Las oh, Vegas. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he was interviewed... Um, on the radio he in America. He didn't get Bernard, did he? No, he did. The, the, the DJ called him Bernard. He said, we have Bernard Manning. Which <laughs> 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 is, it just, what I love about it is it's just too grand for Bernard Manning. <laughs> too grand for Bernard Manning. Sorry, I was just reading from my... Uh, Spotlight. My, yeah, <laughs> my list of bookings. They're a little out of date. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know how we got to that, but uh, yes, yeah, so that's that, uh, James T- Taylor. We got sad. there by Busby, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. what makes me sad? But we remembered Busby in the midst of it. So, <coughs> strange juxtaposition of um, differing themes. It'd be quite eerie if they'd replied and got it exactly right with whatever yeah. it is that does make him sad. That would have been oh yeah, if someone proper said fandom. That. Yeah, if they'd have shouted, people shouting, <coughs> I love you, James. <laughs> and he'd have said, not annoyed, sad. 
And then he did have had a big pause where everyone had to think about it and to guess it's like an hour of guesses <laughs> yeah, in the middle yeah. of the gig. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Too much bread. Yeah. No, no. Close. Incorrect. <laughs> I'll give you a clue, right? It doesn't happen in this country. OK, carry on. <laughs> Play some music, Josh. Just a minute. You brought it up. We didn't actually bring up the sad thing. Well, you brought up the love thing and that led me into it. Next guess. James, very strict tonight. I heard that. Frank <laughs> Skinner on the radio. Um, so James Taylor and the uh, Echo response that yes. then went on to remind me of a very fine story. That, we don't talk about music enough on this show. Well, um, no. Uh, I love to talk about music. It's one of my favourite things. And I was watching a big compilation uh about that sounded like you were on a date, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah. Trying to impress. <laughs> I mean, the thing yeah. about me no. is, I no, love. I'll tell you to what talk the problem is, and I don't want to get technical, but we are. This show happens on all the other channels, the decade channels, absolutely eighties, nineties, and absolutely. So we're on several <laughs> platforms, exactly. We're across them. So we can't refer back to the songs, really, because. No. Uh, we used to have long conversations about the songs we play, but no. obviously we haven't always played it on that particular channel. Yeah. If you receive my meaning. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was watching this um, documentary about the old grey whistle test. Okay. I remember that. And Still uh, laughing at that funny noise. You just <laughs> Sometimes funny bang. noises really set me the off. The old grey whistle test, because <laughs> I had one of my... If you remember when I was a child... I'm sorry to open another tab just briefly. That's okay. But Lou Reed was one of the people I was. That was like oh. my equivalent of Fungus the Bogeyman. That was the Bogeyman. You were scared of a poster of him. Was terrified. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a, an album I wrote. All right. Yes. So it was Lou Reed was the man in the wardrobe, as it were. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then the other one was the. There was a figure and the credits of the old grey whistle. We used test. to kick a star. Oh, don't! It makes me so <laughs> terrified. It oh. was made out of what was it? Little white dots or something? Yeah, well, it was mm. sort of a constellation. Oh, it was. Yeah, and he used to kick a star. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, so it used to be hosted by Whispering Bob Harris, as he was known. He used to... Uh, would, would say I've just been over on the West Coast uh, talking to James Taylor. <laughs> he used to open a lot of stuff like that. And he used mm -hmm. to have, like, one of those um, blokes um, in the 70s who had flared sleeves. Yes. As well oh, as trousers. Yeah. Who was the other, would you say, by the way, public figure whose na name was uh, often preceded by the word whispering? Oh. What's that one? I'm saying Ted Lowe, the snooker. Oh, oh, oh very yes. good. Very good. A game of chess played on the green bays. Anyway, <laughs> um, so this, this, I thought, was the most Bob Harris whispering Bob... Bear in mind, whispering Bob Harris was a kind of a hippie guy who presented music shows. Mm. And he used to say, <laughs> when um, Roxy Music was on, he said, uh, Roxy Music there, a little bit too electric for me. <laughs> he, that's one of the th I actually pulled him up about it. I met him once. <laughs> and he he said, wandered into critique. Yeah, you? and he said, yeah, people often mention that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they? Anyway, he told an anecdote which I thought was the most Bob Harris anecdote you could possibly have. But I'm afraid we're going to have to hold it because we've got some oh, obligation. We'll leave be, them hanging on the Bob Harris I'll be back with the, the best whisper in Bob <laughs> Harris. And perhaps the most apposite 
Bob Harris anecdote you could possibly have <laughs> after this. Frank Skinner on the radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. I'll see if you say it fast. It's hard to say. Twitter and Instagram. Twitter oh, yeah. and Instagram. Yeah. Twitter and Instagram. I think you want a comma oh. after Twitter. I think I've just discovered a new um, tongue twister. Oh, yeah. Because let's face oh. it, we're sick to the high teeth of red leather, yellow leather. And oh, round and round the rocket. Are we? And yeah. Peasant. That and well, you are, you are in your we community. Enough is The rest of us don't go around <laughs> yeah. talking about leather all day. No, that's true. Twitter and Instagram. Oh, it's, it's really If you can say that five times fast, you're in business. Um, at Frank on the radio. Um, what does that have to do with anything? It's the Twitter and Instagram thing. And you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I mean, I feel like I've climbed over broken glass. Yeah. Slick, I thought. Thanks very much. Or oh, And an oil slick. I didn't. You, uh, you had set up a tease of a whispering Bob Harris anecdote. Yes. I don't know about the rest the, of it. Uh... You're on commercial radio in 2019. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know about the rest of the country, Al, but I'm... I don't, I'm on, expiring with on curiosity. Tenterhooks. Yeah. Yeah, well. Um, Over to Frank. Yeah, so Bob Harris, like I say, it was the, the acme of that kind mm. of uh, James Taylor, <laughs> and I love this kind of music. Mm-hmm. He, um, he's, when punk happened, he was seen as a kind of a, an, an enemy of the punk people because he represented all that kind of hippiedom and they <gasps> sort of didn't mm. like hippies and things like that. Is that why it was called enemy? Because it was a pun as well. Of enemy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've just got that. Sorry. I don't know if it started like okay. that. Okay. Anyway, when, sorry as um, you were. But when Johnny Rotten says, uh, was it we love the enemy or something like that, mm. you're, nev- you're never quite sure whether he's saying enemy or enemy. Okay. Right. As you were. Um, yeah, so... Um, so he was, he said, I, I, was in a, I was in a pub last night, uh, one night, just having a, just having a brown ale. <laughs> and um, suddenly these punks appeared and, and uh, surrounded me and I was actually quite frightened. They were saying some pretty nasty stuff and uh, it looked pretty bad. I thought, I thought I might actually get hurt. And I thought, wow, how is it? If you wanted to say, how is Bob Harris going to get out of this situation? (laughs) He said, luckily, these big guys came over and pushed these punks out of the way and got me out of there. They completely saved me from a real good beating. And they were big guys and the punks couldn't handle them. And I said, thank you so much. Turned out they were the Procol Harum road crew. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most Bob <laughs> Harris ending you could ever have. The Procol Harum Road Crew. Oh, dear. Which would have been a great band name in itself. Yes. Uh, yeah, wouldn't it? Wouldn't yeah. it? Just, if you don't mind oh, me calling Bob. you Just. Oh, Bob. Uh, <laughs> so what about... Um, yes. What about... Uh, speaking of heckles, I'm... Um, and Hyde Park gigs sure. with Bob Dylan and James Taylor. This thing which I might have mentioned to you before, that people used to take um, harmonicas mm. to um, Bob Dylan gigs. Well, that must have sounded nice. And play along <laughs> with him when he played. So Bob would go into one of his... Um, and Bob has played the harmonicas since the early 60s and never... 
I think never completely mastered it. No. <laughs> never I think that's com- why people are taking their harmonicas as a sort of a tutor role. I think that's it. Because <laughs> you see, a gentle like, guide. Like the person that drops off in the long distance running like a sort of a well, pacemaker. I think it's to do with feeling that you're you're all right in that company. Like when me and David yes. Baddiel sing Three Lions, I think people think, yeah, we'll sing along with these guys. Right. He's happy. Well, Whereas what, if Dame, Dame Kiri to Kanawa, to, to, to if she Bless starts it. a sing song, you're not going to think, yeah, I'm, I'm going with this. Mm. Freddie Mercury, he uh, did it with, <laughs> yeah. what was that one called? Um, that was with uh, Montserrat Caballé. Montserrat Caballé, yeah. Oh. But, um, generally, you feel intimidated by a good yeah. singer, but we were all right. And I think when Bob got the harmonica out, people thought, we're all, yeah, we'll do this, won't we? <laughs> yeah. We'll be all right with it. We won't, we won't look out of place. I like to think of it as a sort of... You know those mass wedding ceremonies they sometimes do um, <clears throat> in certain... Um, I, won't, I mean, I won't use the, the C word, as in, well, I will use it, the cult. But, you know, certain... Um, yeah. We know, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think this is a little like a mass tuition session. That would be a good one ever happened to, wouldn't it, the Moonies? <laughs> <laughs> Never. What happened to them? Never hear them anymore. No. You'd always see the photographs, wouldn't you? And you'd only ever Mass see them wedding. on the wedding days. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I don't know what they did with the rest of the time. They we just don't, got married. We just don't know. Fabulous. But anyway, um, yeah, so I don't know. It's no different from a sing-along, really, I suppose, taking your heart. Could no. you take any old instrument? Well, it is. I mean, it's cacophonous. Could I turn up at an Eric Clapton gig and take a guitar with me? Ooh. Well, no, because you had an experience with him, so... It was all lovely, I think. I know. No, it was a nice experience. Yeah. I mean, imagine turning up at a little mix gig and you're the only one playing live. <laughs> that would be awkward. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, you mentioned Little Mix. I did. And I don't know... I did. I was going to say, did you catch the Brits? Now, normally you're our man at the Brits. Yes, I wasn't this year, I'm afraid to say. I was uh, I was on a family holiday. OK, sounds a bit Tory MP, so some I left, weird excuse. I left to spend more time with my, my family. family, quite. <clears throat> yeah. I saw a little mix, I have to say... Um, I don't, did you see their performance? Well, you had... We should, if, if uh, readers don't... Some readers may not be aware, you experienced something of a... I mean, it was a sort of road to Damascus. I don't know. You had a real epiphany with them, oh, didn't wow. you? Well, I mean, it was temporary. Okay, because was you, what he said, Frank, when he went to the Brits was, Frank, Little Mix. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? So they put on a, a fantastic show. So I watched them uh, the, the, the other night and they came out in uh, pink Macintoshes. And I thought, <laughs> respect to you because there's so many... Um, people who are mainly women, it has to be said, who feel that, you know, regardless of any talent, they have to come out with next to no clothes on. Respect to you. In the past, you felt Wearing faltered. the Macs. In mm. the past, you felt that pressure, but now you're just going to wear nice big Macs and, and relax and be yourselves. Um, and then um, I thought, oh, off came the Macs. And of off. course, they were in... Um, yeah. Pink Next plastic suspenders. Oh, were they? Oh, come on, girls. You're better than that. Yeah, anyway, so... Um, people are worried that they're not because they didn't, they didn't sing their songs. Is that right? Well, I think there's well, a theory that they mimed. I don't know if it's been confirmed. I'll tell you what I, what I think <coughs> happened. My um, 
personal observation was that that felt like they were miming. I think that's the suggestion is that they were miming to a previous live performance track. Okay. Well, well, that hardly <laughs> qualifies. You think Little it's, Mix of all people, the, at least the people who come through the reality shows, they, mm. when they had to sing live every week under pressure. I don't mean that they sang under pressure. No, 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 no. But only a few weeks ago we discussed Little Mix because they had leaked that they practiced their loser face for awards dues, don't they? That's right. And I said, surely there's an opportunity cost when they... When they're practising that, they're not practising their songs and dances. Yeah, well, it turns out they didn't need to practise them. We've found out how they freed up that time for rehearsing their loser face. It's it's always... Maybe uh, just do the songs. It's always disappointing when they're Mm. miming. I mean, imagine Al doing a stand-up gig and miming it. (laughs) (laughs) What does Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Perry's boyfriend, think of it all? He he performs live on a weekly basis. He does. I've done done stand-up gigs when the audience have been miming (laughs) and we forgot the track. Oh, yeah. um, Have you done those gigs in weird layout rooms where you can't hear them laughing but you can sort of see them laughing? I did a... I I don't think they... I think that's invented by comedians. (laughs) Yeah. I did an event in the Turbine Hall once. Oh, I had to just yes. say the words and assume that they were laughing because all the laughter was sort of disappearing before it got to me. Tough. But if you, I yeah. believe, if you assume you make an ass out of Uma Thurman. Yes. <laughs> um, um, can I tell you who did do well at the Brits in who? terms of perf, performance? Oh, yeah. Hugh Jackman. Who knew? Did he? Well, Everyone knew. Did he? Is he the oh, greatest he, showman? They caught, well, he was the greatest sure. showman. They said people called it the best opening performance ever, ever, ever. Frank Skinner, Alan Cochran. A bit awkward, Frank's in the room. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't do an opening performance. I wish I had. <laughs> you don't know how close I was. <laughs> You know that night that I, that fateful night I did the Brits? You yeah. know, have I ever told yes, you? Yes, I do know that. We're going to talk about that? I intended oh, starting no. as Jerry Halliwell. I'd had a dress made, a Union Jack dress made, oh, the really? ginger wig and everything. At the very last minute, I thought, no, nah, actually, I'm not going to do this. I'm quite glad you did. So that, I think, you know, it went bad enough as it was, but it would have gone, <laughs> it would have gone bad with trimmings. Do you know what's <laughs> awful, Frank? You know, I always uh, have a mental picture of you, which is lovely in your case, and it's you walking over Waterloo Bridge when I think of you with your coat mm-hmm. up against coat collar up against you a bit Samuel Beckett uh, I think my worry is that everyone's mental picture of you would have been you dressed as Jerry Halliwell forever I think, I yeah. think that's right okay. weirdly it's mine anyway but that's <laughs> uh, just a by the by yeah that's just your thing no, so I'd had, I'd had the dress made and uh, everything but it was for the best it was for the best I think I think I damage limitation that's what it's all about We were discussing the Brits before, mm. um, and uh, Hugh Jackman's opening for the the Greatest Showman. Is this this film called The Greatest Showman? It is called The Greatest. Is it, is it all right? Because that's one of the many films. <laughs> is it all right? Is he all right, Hugh Jackman? Well, 
not in what sense? He, look, he didn't look well to me. You know didn't when he? people lost a lot of weight round the face? Oh, I can't imagine who, Frank. Uh, I nah, think... <clears throat> I didn't look right to me. I feel I always feel with film stars like him that it's dependent upon role, because if he's playing Wolverine, obviously he needs to be huge jackman I like you two deciding whether Hugh Jackman looks alright trust me he's fine okay but then then he ends up sort of a bit more shredded and (laughs) and smaller tickets to the gun show for a different film not available I'm talking about is he ill yeah, so yeah, I get that. Oh, I, get I mean, that. that's please leave the man alone. But I feel like right Greatest Showman. I'm concerned about his health. <laughs> I felt like Greatest Showman was one of the many films that felt like for me it could have had a question mark at the end of the title. Oh. You know, I've said this before. There are many films: Law Abiding Citizen question mark, <laughs> Safe House yeah. question mark because they're often yeah. not. <clears throat> you know um, that book. Very good point. You know the that title book makes um, it sound like they are going to be. Yeah. Have you ever seen that book, The Long Firm? <laughs> yeah. I always thought there must be a word missing off the yeah, 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 it's not a title. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking around the book for the... I thought perhaps I can't put the word on the front. <laughs> um, no, I... I um, Listen. I can honestly say I... Um, I wouldn't say I hated the opening sequence, but I disliked it. I didn't well, like look, the, the film. I, on the heart. I, I'm going to get okay. um, a T-shirt that <laughs> says on on the front of the picture of the heart and say I on heart. OK, you um, two have spoken. I'm coming in like Simon Cowell at the end. Or well, look. Uh, I would say Hugh Jackman himself, OK. Yeah. You know, undeniably <clears throat> talented gentleman. However, circuses... I find very depressing the oh. whole concept of them. I'm afraid. Oh, wow! People taking off makeup in caravans. I just can't bear it. Well, I've seen well, that <laughs> many times. Well, now, you know you're doing a live show soon. If someone shouts out, "I love you, Emily," and you say, "Well, what makes me sad?" They could go circuses. What? <laughs> we know, to, we to, know you told us on the radio last week. I have to speak up for circus. I love the circuses. Oh, I know. Are they are they circuis? <laughs> I know you do, I, but what and about that's the why temporary I, nature of them. That but that's what's great. Oh, that's what's well, you great. didn't have such a peripatetic childhood. I took anyway. a photo. I took a photograph word. once at Zebra Circus. I took a photo backstage, <laughs> and it was a wheelbarrow full of um, horse excrement <laughs> underneath a big illuminated star. And I thought, <laughs> this is show business. <laughs> do you know the most depressing song in the whole world to me is? There's no business like show. Because <laughs> I just imagine people singing that in a circus and it just being damp and... Oh, yeah. I can't... Yeah, so I think I go to the circus quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you do. I, I'm, can I say I love it? Yeah. <laughs> and the, what angered I me think. about the opening sequence... It was, anger? It, it was, was anger. Yeah, it was circus... What makes you angry? I thought it was circus for people who hate circus. Oh, yes. Yeah. It yeah. was circus light... Mm-hmm. It was worst of all circus that doesn't smell, <laughs> and if a circus doesn't smell, yeah. it ain't no damn circus in my book. Yeah, Good so rule. I thought the whole thing was, oh, we don't want to give you real. It's like remember that crouching tiger, hidden whatever, dragon, whatever that. Yeah, yeah. It was like um, kung fu films for middle class people. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And, and that's what this was. I thought, don't worry, it's not going to be dirty. It's all like people are mm-hmm. hanging on lovely linen. 
and all the girls are very attractive and so you're saying Hugh Jackman. It was too affluent, that circus, for you. I think it was the mm. antithesis of what... <laughs> there's some very dark... Have you ever, have you ever read... Um, Something wicked this way comes about that the carnival arriving in town. It gives you that sense of the summit a bit weird and a bit dark and a bit scary about the circus. There was nothing. Whereas Hugh Jackman, it's like when Will Smith did hip hop. Yes. It's not a national theatre play, though, to be fair. Come on, there's entertainment these people are doing. Well, it's, it's, I'm sure there's be lots of people who go to theatre school who love to go and see it. I won't be there. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> No, no, we're not going. I just thought it felt, <laughs> felt like it needed one of those. <laughs> Turns out it was the uh, Pro Gohan Raker. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Surely not. There must be some mistake. 212 has asked if the comedic equivalent of playing the harmonica at a Bob Dylan concert is heckling. Um, I think it depends on the calibre of the comic, maybe. Also, there's, I think there's something about help. There's an element of helping with the people who play harmonica <laughs> to Bob Dylan. <laughs> yes. mm. Of course, Bob Dylan did get one of the most famous um, That's heckles right. of all time, which I think yeah. was at Manchester Free Trade Hall when somebody shouted, Judas! That's right. <laughs> he had just come in, to be fair. Mm. Judas, we're over here! <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to use my name. Public. Um... He had a lot of bad press. Anyway, that was um, another yes. live gig that was reviewed in tablets, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. I tell you, there was there was an interview. Um, I thought Jack Whitehall did a. He said a lot of funny things, um, but not many people in the hall seem to notice, which is uh, oh, right. what the Brits no, is basically yeah. all about. Mm-hmm. People, Pearls before swine. People talking and watching back the videos they've just done of um, 1975 or whatever. Oh, wow. and, uh, tough crowd. And for some reason, people talking crowd. quite a lot. I don't know why that is. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't shut up for some reason. No, you don't want they, to they say do, a lot. They do seem to get extraordinarily stay, chatty. Stay up think, late as well. I think they might be narcissists. <laughs> but there was a pit, there was a sick when he was doing some quite good material to camera and behind him you mm. could see a crowd of people but all just talking and laughing amongst themselves while he wow. was doing material. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know when you knock on, someone opens the door at a party <laughs> and you're talking to them? It's like that. It's all going on in the background, except he was supposed to be... I did. I felt for him, but um, he's good at it. I think they yeah. finally found he's probably the first person who has hosted the Brits well, I would say that. Good. But there was an interview that he did with... Do you know what? What? That's very big of you. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Okay. I mean, he's the right sort of person. Mm. Because as well as being funny, I think looks and currentness is very important to the Brits. Oh, it's a Whitehall loving. (laughs) So, um, Sean Mendes was interviewed by... um, Jack Whitehall, Whitehall. yeah. Now, I didn't know Sean Mendes' work. I'm sure I'd um, hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what he does, but I just knew. Not not hate it, but I don't think think me and him... Strong uh, dislike. We're on the same. No, I don't have anything against his human spirit. you going to one of your sort of Doctor Who screenings. I don't know what he... he, He's a singer, is he, Sean Mendes? Yeah, I believe so. God bless him. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyone's ever said that about him before? Jack Whitehall said, "No, I wanted to talk about your um, underwear." Did he? Efforts. Oh, and Sean yeah, Mendes said, "Oh, I knew this was going to happen." 
And I thought, yeah, it's and it's almost impossible to imagine a way you could have avoided it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. You could have not done any um, really well-paid underpants adverts. Well, yeah. Sean would have gone, oh, God, if only someone had said that to me at the time, but now it's yeah. too late. Well, the, the bottle, you see, genie's out the bottle, so to speak. Is it? This is what. <laughs> well, it was certainly near the top. This is the difference between him and um, Gandhi. David, yes. not Mahatma. <laughs> oh, I thought he meant Mahatma. Oh, no, David Gandhi says when you say to him, "What do you feel about being objectified?" He says, "I'm on a billboard in my pants. I can't really complain about that." That's well, a exactly. good point. Love Gandhi. That is a good Steve point. Jack Whitehall had ever interviewed Gandhi, which I have to say, as much <laughs> as I like Jack Whitehall, would have been a miscasting. Possibly. <laughs> and he'd have said, "Well, what about your underpants adverts?" And Gandhi would have said, "No, actually, that's." That's like a traditional dress thing. I mean, how awkward yeah. that! How awkward! And Orcs. Jack White, I said, I've got it as my screen. So, no, that's me in my traditional. <laughs> I mean, you've got really sorry. good friends. I'm not making it up. You've got yeah. this completely wrong, Jack. They could have become mates. Yeah, but dear it friend, been. I'm writing to you today for the sake of humanity. But it wouldn't have been an awkward uh, moment him having to explain <laughs> the uh, the outfit. Oh dear. Yeah. Poor but Jack. But he had real. Poor Barpu. Is your. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was called, wasn't I it? Know. <laughs> um, I think I, uh, I'm a big enough fan to uh, to go into better name. Fan, fan, Gandhi fan. Because Gandhi fan. Oh no, someone will text in and say, "Yeah, well, actually, he was a really bad." Because uh, it's, 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 it's like, um, yeah, well, I like Al. Your hobby, hobbies, Gandhi. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Anyway, let's let's put that on the shelf and we'll move on. Because I find that love is like Gandhi on a shell. <laughs> we were talking about the, uh, Brit- the Brits. What used to be the Britannia Award. Britannia Award. Award. Did it? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. You could, I couldn't call it that now, could no. you? <laughs> hey! Did you yeah. see uh, Calvin Harris? He's I, a changed man. I mean, he was the pale Scottish man of yesteryear. I've, I've got a Calvin Harris this morning. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, he he's changed. I mean, he's had a tan, tickets to the gun show. He's a totally different looking man He now. works out, I think. Wow. It makes me wonder out. if him and Jackman... Mm. Maybe they just got it all with uh, lookalikes this year. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Save them turning up. Yeah. Like, you know, those Top of the Pops albums you used to get, there were the songs from the chart, but not done by the original artists. Oh, yeah. Oh, Maybe yes. they've gone a bit like that. I apparently, the, um, apparently the internet was surprised at <coughs> Calvin Harris's the Scottishness. The internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Twitterati, as I think they called them five years they ago. They were... Yeah, people were surprised he was Scottish. Yeah, I and don't... I haven't been paying attention. I'm not I sure did, what that know. is. I think it could be that he he's um, he's kind of... A superstar DJ, people see his fame as being kind of American, or um, it could be that he's tall and handsome. I think that might be a, I think that might be a weird thing. That I have he to does. say, I have to put a, a word in here for David Tennant. <laughs> David Tennant's another one. Tall and handsome and Scott. There's lots of tall, handsome Scottish <laughs> people. I agree. You know I think they're wrong. The Twitter artists. I've met some lovely Scottish people. <laughs> okay. I'm one of them. I know. But okay. But I think that's why people were surprised. Look, I'm currently reading the <laughs> biography of Hugh McDermott. What else do you want? Are you? The man who wrote uh, A Drunk Man Looks at the Thistle. <laughs> An unfortunate title. Yeah, just I, trust um, me on that. <clears throat> I, um, 
I eat shortbread. I yeah. mean, we're all over them. All I'm the saying... the surprise that Calvin Harris's accent, wait till they meet Hardeep Singh Coley. He's got a surprise yeah, Scottish, got Scottish accent, accent. Yeah, that's true. He won... He's been nominated 16 times. Now, having been nominated and won a number of awards, Frank Skinner... Um, mm. Oh, have I got that wrong? <laughs> I, was, I was nominated. How many nominated? I think the most I was nominated for 11 comedy awards in nine years and that's, didn't win any of them. That's the right. awkward thing I wanted to bring up. Mm. I would be best if you work. did it. My losing face was absolutely <laughs> immaculate. <laughs> and did you win on the 12th time? I did win on the 12th time, but uh, as I've said before <laughs> on this show... My my is a late review. My, um, my manager. Wish you'd had that on the night. My manager was on the judges panel that year, which um, I think helped. Paid Actually, he deserved. <laughs> um. So this was his sixteenth. It was his seventeenth nomination, okay. and he finally won. Um. But what he decided to do was he went big. I he think did. that was a bit passive aggressive, because I think mm. finally he'd won. He spent 80 grand on his show. Yeah. Uh, Mainly on backing dancers and animals, wasn't it? His money. He paid for it. Well, Mm. as we know, someone should have told Bross, you're always paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he splashed out on it. He had a crab, a dragon... He did. Yeah. Now that to me sounds like someone who's been to dancers. Isn't that someone who's been to the big prop shop and just picked what was there? Yeah, yeah. I that, a bit, that one. A bit drunk. He was probably tipped off. He'd won. He's getting stuff at short notice. What you got? What you got? The yeah. world. We got a crab that's coming from the the, the SpongeBob on ice. <laughs> we got the. Uh, the dragon. I've got a dragon from the uh, Pete's Dragon promo. That'll do. That'll find, bring them bring them round. We've got the raining rose petals from the Florence and the Machine video. Bring it on. And the forest. I won't tell you where that's oh, gone from. Oh, fine. I'll, I'll take them all. <laughs> that's how he talks. Will you them? <laughs> what did you say? I said, will you deliver them? <laughs> Who is this? Calvin Harris. <laughs> Do you not recognise my voice? <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's what happened on the phone there with uh, Calvin Harris to the big prop shop. <laughs> Just in case. A little insight, a little better of background knowledge at the, uh, the Britannias. Well, you couldn't call them? No, I know. Frank Skinner on the radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Mm. Uh, Dua's Leap, Dua Leaper's dad got a lot of talk on the uh, World Wide Web, apparently. Hashtag Silver Fox. Yeah. He was called. Yeah. Jack Whitehall called him the best-looking dad in the music industry, which is, you know, a little unfair to Tim Healy. Well, I think it's a bit... <laughs> Who's, you know, come on. Who's... <laughs> As you know, is the Excellent father to reference. one of the 1975, isn't he? Yeah, he is. That's true. But come on, fact, it might have been at christening. There you go. Yeah, that's um, my connection with the Brits. I think I yeah, maybe you're telling that. Yeah. Um, one person said Dua Lipa's dad being thanked for just being there and being attractive was probs the funniest Jack has been tonight. But I think that might be unfair on Jack because most people didn't listen. Uh, and also, um, there was a lot of stuff on the internet about how gorgeous Dua Lipa's dad was. Oh, was there? And I couldn't help thinking, oh, it's all right when they say it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I thought about him. He looked 
He did have something, but he looked a bit um, Jose Mourinho before he was broken. Mm. I agree. Before the poison made him look Before the Manchester experience, as it will be called hereafter. (laughs) He looked like that, I thought. Very similar. Mm. um, I don't think Dad should look like that. I have to oh, say. You do surprise Dad. me. I don't. Dad's, Vested interest. There's a certain thing that Dad... Well, I look too old for a Dad. But, I mean, I think a Dad... Aww. If I see Dua Lipa's Dad, I want it to look like a Dad, not another... It could be a boyfriend. Another, another rock star. No, I want him to look like someone who's been a bit of a Dad who sits down and watches the sport, you know, right. he's track. I well, want, I want to vest. Let's say, you know, you know El Chapo... Yeah, the Mexican drug lord. Mm. He looks yeah. like a classic yes. sort of dad. He yes. could be Dua Lipa. He's got a tash, little yeah. bit of yeah. extra poundage. He has that. What it should yeah. be, Frank, I think the way of telling is if you're, no one should mistake you for a couple if you're out with your daughter. Exactly. That's a good rule. Okay. People have got to look at you and think there's a lovely father and daughter. Although how do they legislate for that if they're going out? Just like if Dua Lipa and her dad are just going to buy the paper at the local <laughs> corner shop and maybe some Very milk. Dad, Dua Lipa doesn't go and get buy the paper. paper. Right, well, she doesn't. Do you a paper? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do, do you want to do a paper, Dua Lipa? Is this is Lipa a surname? Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Um, oh no, I don't know. Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. There's another successful member of the family, Lingo, isn't there? Dua Lingo. <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> speaks speaks a lot of foreign languages. Because uh, Dua Lipa, if if we believe in nominative determination, she should have done a long jump or something. Mm. Yeah. So that's a letdown. It's the way I think. You know, the, the whole concept of the yummy mummy. When I was at school, there mm-hmm. weren't any. <laughs> when you got, I'll say. When you got to the school gate, all they all looked like Sir Elton John. <laughs> And that, well, can that, I just say, I've got to be honest, in London that wasn't the case, I'm afraid. Okay, well, oh, really? they, they, they were, were warm loving. Wa- they were, but... were warm loving people, and that's more important than, you know. Well, you can be both, come on. I think Frank's you right. Can't. <laughs> Take that back. Is what I think there is themselves. a double standard, though, because people are saying They've that he's the silver fox, and in, in years gone by when we discussed Harry Styles, and there was a picture of him in the paper with his mum, and I said, his mum's. Nice looking. I, I like the look of her, and people were like, "Oh, that's not right." You can't. Yeah, double standard. <laughs> no, yeah, I believe so. no, because I Harry Styles' mum. I think she's because I think I think she's an attractive woman. I would agree with you there. Hundred. Mm. Okay. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> um, can I just say something to you? Uh, what I liked about Julipa is that she's a bit of a git s, Frank. Is she? Because Brilliant. she responded to Jack Whitehall's comment, "Can we swap dads?" She paused and she said, "No, yours is a bit mean." <laughs> yeah. No, I quite like that. that. It's sort of thing like, Frank would say. That's something a twelve-year-old would say. <laughs> <laughs> mean. I like the fact that she apparently ripped her name off her dressing room door because people well wishers, as they call them. <laughs> you, know those, you know those people, oh. well wishers. You'd Asshole. think if you heard the phrase well wisher, my first thought would be someone throwing coins into a well yes. and making a wish. What but is no, well wisher. No, there are people that come in and say, "All right, dear, how's it?" Of course, Have you know a good what? Show. You don't That's want well wishers in nah. your dressing room. Well, apparently the problem was she, her dressing room was located very near the artist's spa and sauna area. Well, it oh. would be. Yeah. 
Can I say, if anyone, if I was to rip the name off my dressing room door at any venue I've ever played at, I would never find that dressing room again. <laughs> that would be, I would be like the Phantom of the Opera, wandering around that place forever. So, I mean, a fair play to her youth that she can remember where she was. I suppose she's led. You would be like Jose Mourinho. You'd lost the dressing room. Yeah, very... F- football joke. Very yeah, great, fine joke. Great joke. <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. There are a couple of wardrobe malfunctions at the Brits, boys. Mm-hmm. Flacco. Yeah, <laughs> Caroline Flack took Flacco, a lot of flack. For... She had a shoe disaster. Yeah. Her shoe broke. This happened to us all, dear. Yes. And her friends used gaffer tape. Well... What do we think of this? I've got. Oh. A, I don't want to sound like the uh, DIY correspondent, <laughs> which I'm not. But it's I'm somewhat inevitable, not. I'm afraid. Duct tape. Um, well, oh. it says in the headline, Caroline Flack has her shoe gaffer taped on after footwear. And then in the article, it says the Love Island presenter 39 shared a comical video which showed her two friends using electrical tape to it, cement her... So, well, which? So is that somewhat different? different? It's different. Uh, electrical... LX tape, as they call it. Uh, in oh, the, uh, Frank, he calls it LX tape. They, uh, that's not the same thing. It's um, it's it's not even that sticky, LX tape. It's more used to sort of seal like a... Yes. ...bare wire, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah, whereas gaffer tape I don't is... Know, I just... ...very yeah. strong tape that's I, I'm afraid hard I, to I rip get, off I get the end, people in. You get people in? Yeah, if there's anything like that. <laughs> I thought you were you telling ser- me you sell more tickets then. Well, you, cer- you certainly <laughs> do. do. No. I get people in. <laughs> you certainly do when you have uh, the old gaffer tape, you get people in, I've heard. You make a few phone calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Karen, I mean, it is probably the least exciting wardrobe malfunction of all time. The shoe broke. Yeah, I mean, right. we've all had the broken shoe. I mean, it's not like when Janet Jackson's... <laughs> not. When her right breast turned up at the Super Bowl as a Wild West sheriff. <laughs> Yeah. Goodness I me. mean, who saw, <laughs> who saw that? That, that was amazing. <laughs> and of course, she was accused of staging that, um, yeah. Janet Jackson, if you yeah. remember. Whereas Don't... no one is saying to Caroline no, Flack, oh, I bet she's. That's a big publicity stunt. <laughs> and the gaffer tape on the shoe. No. That old one. Well, we've all had it. I've told you I lost my shoe on Ramesses Revenge. Do you? With uh, Boyzone when I um, ended up in a photo call with the band. Wow. And it fell off. I've told you that. Well, I went, I, anecdote. I went to a hoedown once and I forgot my um, leather waistcoat. Okay. So <laughs> I, had to, I had to secure my sheriff's badge to my, um, to my nipple. Did you? So oh. these things do happen. And did you use a loop of sticky tape? Is that right? No, no. I used... Um, the pin? I used an ice cube. <laughs> I didn't know he was around in your day. <laughs> oh. Frank... <laughs> Yeah. What about Joe Swash? He lost his clothes on the motorway. Going home from the Brits, he was due to present Good Morning Britain the next day <clears throat> and managed to somehow lose his clothes. Uh, was it the A12? It was Does that the A12, right? yeah, okay, yeah. Al, I thought I'd check. That's the bit of the story that I was most interested in. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> so if but which roads do... does that connect, Al? Oh, well, that's up towards the... Um, 
Uh, yeah, hospital okay. pass. Okay, I had enough. It's, to, it's to going out towards Essex, basically, isn't it? I see. I knew he'd know vaguely. It was a fair guess. Frank. Joey, Swa- <laughs> Joey Swash's road home. It's going out towards <laughs> Essex. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> to go from one of your passionate subjects, motorways, to one of Frank's, which is people wearing suits with a T-shirt underneath. Oh, because they look I like Frank. I do not like that. They look like the Frankenstein monster. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got nothing against that. I mean, I like the Frankenstein monster's look. But Mm. he really went for it because he had to borrow a suit jacket swash from a colleague. Yeah. Yeah. And he only had the vest underneath, so it was full Frankenstein monster. He looks... looks, uh, He's another bloke who's changed his appearance. I don't know how they do it. (laughs) All right. We'll tell you during a song if you want. Okay, thanks very much. (laughs) Thanks very much. Um, it's the idea. Yeah. Sorry, do we have to... Uh, I'm getting... Pre- oh, yeah, I'll come yeah. back. I'll come with that. I'm getting such a look from oh, the Why did he leave producer. the codes on the car rack? Text in 812.15. Yes. Um, yes, it was. It was things on... Left, when you leave things on the roof, like the briefcase on the roof. Not your clothes. Oh, like a cup of coffee well, or whatever. We'll come back yeah. to this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about Joe Swash. You are. I was, and his um, his incident. Yeah. On the A12. So is the idea? Did he do that thing? You know, like when you put a cup of you put your cup of coffee on that you've just bought on the mm. car roof, and then yeah. you get in the car and drive off, and the and the coffee. Is that yeah. what he did? He put his clothes on the roof. Apparently, yeah, I so. believe so. But why? It's. Str- I mean, I don't think I'd ever put my clothes on the roof. Would you? Well, there's a lot of. Dirt and that on the car roof. Yeah, I yeah. they were rat. They could have been rat. Presumably they were in a bag or something. They weren't just a suit carrier. He said. He said he's. He was apparently pleading with fans. That's a very tabloid phrase. Oh yeah. Pleading with fans to locate the outfit, which is on the A12 somewhere. So perhaps we can help him with this appeal. I mean, as appeals go, yeah. You know, I've had more soul wrenching ones. But he says um, there was a lovely fitted jacket with a delicate pinstripe, huh? grey with a tinge of navy blue. It has my name in the back of it. Well, he could have just that said that. That has to be a fib. Right. No, because oh, you might, would get it, it for do. the outfit. Because you was wearing it for the Brits, they have your name on it, don't oh. they, for wardrobe, OK? I don't know, I've never been on the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can yeah, see my, it would have had my the My Jerry name. Halliwell dress it's certainly Frank had, uh, had Frank Skinner on Yeah. Just, Just in case it, Jerry put it on. What if I'd gone on as Jenny Harriwell? Has it gone really well? And I was now doing a popular sitcom <laughs> called Mrs. Halliwell's Boys, in which I played the older Jerry Halliwell and had and all that. Uh, oh, all these little turning points. So, so on, if is is Joe Swash driving up and down the A12 today trying to find his clothes? It's a tragic um, image. Yes, I know. Well, I agree. It's, it is a bit Alan Partridge, isn't it? I don't like the idea of him walking up and down the motorway. No, that's, a, that's an awful <laughs> looking in hedgerow. I still don't understand how he did it. Maybe not, maybe he's got a pair of shorts on because he's misjudged the weather a bit and he thinks it's full summer. That's all he's got left. Yeah. <laughs> and the vest. But I don't, yeah, I mean... Look, the Frankenstein monster look is fine. Well, he wore it well. He's in it good shape. He's got a nice tan. I don't know if he's been away. Well, here's the here's the question: Did any of this happen? What has he got? The tan. He's got the. Ve- he wants to show it off. His decolletage. Oh. oh. And he's thinking, 
He wants to be careful of telling fibs in the media these days. They've got really thorough on checking that. So you think it's a a vest justification (laughs) hoax? Yes. I'm just saying it could be. Oh, maybe. Could be, Okay. Wow, I never thought of that. But if anyone finds the fitted jacket with delicate pinstripe grey with a tinge of navy blue, get in touch with the, the family swash. It's got a sticker on with this now. The Swash yeah. Solomons, they're yeah, called. The, the, the Swash sticker. Are they? Look out for it. <laughs> so if you see a jacket with a Swash sticker on it, on in Essex, <laughs> um, phone the police, it's my advice. There's only Frank who hasn't got his head in his hands in this room now. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Surely not. There must be some mistake. Um, I uh, I played a stupid game of chance this week. I was oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was out on a on a dog walk with my family, the mm. two junior cockerels and Mrs. Cockerel, and we took the football with us to just have a kick about. Yeah, because females play football too on dog walks. No, no, they do. They did it's World Cup this year. <laughs> so we got to the um, we got to the goals bit and we we're playing like and. What well, did you use as posts or did goal, goal posts? Yeah, oh, goal posts. Ah. They're, they're old. They're old. Model. Yeah, we're uh, we're quite trad like that. And uh, and my son had went to get the ball to collect it from behind the goal, and as he's running back, he kicked it out of his hands to sort of boot it onto the pitch, if you yeah, like. Yeah. And million to one chance, it goes up in the air and hits the crossbar and bounces back and he catches it in his hands again, right? Like, nice. incredible. And I, for a laugh, blurted out, if you do that again, I'll give you 100 quid. <laughs> and he did. Like, oh. exactly the same thing again. Wow. Brutal. Well, how far back? I mean, absolutely brutal. brutal. Probably about... It's brutal. Maybe 20, 25 feet, something like that. Okay. Just total fluke. There's no way that he's... Well, he did it twice. I mean, frankly, he's not that good at football that he can kick it against a bar from that distance. Don't get bitter with him because you have to give him... Did you give him the 100 quid? Yes, I've given him the 100 pounds. 100 pounds? Oh, all, all through the show, I've been thinking, what's wrong with Alan? He's, he's pensive, he's preoccupied. He's not been himself all morning. No, he's I've been... also put a bread knife through every football in the house as well, I'll tell you that for nothing. Oh, and the whippet. What are the chances? That's so angry, what? <laughs> yes. So, wow. I mean, I mean, amazing. That's a lot of money. Oh, man. Well, what's to any of us, I but will to say you, this, that will though, cause you we, physical pain. We laughed at head off for about well when you say we yeah they laughed did. their head off I you... sobbed but they left <laughs> I oh, did he even march you to the cash point like they used no, to do when very, gentlemen had left it was strip bars I believe well, they Con- were all laughing Cockerel and... Junior must have been as happy as he's ever been in his life <laughs> yes, can you imagine yeah. uh, Not only... almost worth it for that I'd be happy to almost. do just to do it twice is brilliant but yes. uh, well of course yeah. you wouldn't have been able to have enjoyed the moment that's the no I've but the joy it. of it oh, but the why joy. did that fall out of my face at that moment like, oh if you can do that again I'll give you what a stupid thing to say reckless and I've said some stupid things in my life but that one's come on. up there come on don't put yourself to hell that no. one's up there well wow. uh, but well done, done you for paying it I know there would have been uh, <laughs> there would have been a, a dozen loopholes dancing around your mind but no yeah, try and create some small print but you came up with £100 though Al I mean, you oh. went high there. I know. Has he spent it yet? He started too high. Yeah, he's bought um, some... shares. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's in British gas. Put it in a mini cash ISA. No, <laughs> 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 yeah. It's like father. <laughs> Frank Skinner on the radio. We've got some emails here. Yes. Um, from uh, weeks gone by, in well, fact. Well, we, we used to do a feature called Email Corner, you may remember. Well, yes. Uh, when, um, when Sarah took over as the, um, the, the new producer, which was Jan- January, wasn't it? Yeah. I said, what about new year, new, be- new producer, new beginnings, I said. Yeah. What about a new Email Corner jingle? And she, so I just said... Oh, she done one. So I just said, have you got that email? And she said, yeah, you might have to shout email. <laughs> oh, well, no, I didn't know it was going to be interactive. <laughs> what do you mean? Let's, let's have a listen. So just before corner. Yeah. What is it? Is he saying gardener? Corner. Been oh. around the corner. Okay. I've been email. around my garden. <laughs> well, go that, again and say email. That's my yeah, business. Let's, let's try it again. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Email. 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 Yes. Yes. Um, um, perfect. I think. I think well, I that was if, um, really... I'm too exhausted now to talk about any. Email. I mean, the problem is coming in first. I just felt stiff with stress. And he's, also, he's, he's saying something as well. You know, we're crashing him. That's the fine. thing is, if we'd have been following him, I think the call and answer conceit has survived for a reason. Oh yeah. Okay. I think for that we'd have to find a song where someone was singing the word email, and then we could <laughs> shout the word corner. Yeah. <laughs> it may be harder to do. Oh, I don't. It may be harder to do, but. Hang on. Oh, I thought I could think of one oh, just now. We'll think. Okay. Um, well, the wind may have gone from the sails of this <laughs> missive. No, no, no. Hello, Frank, Divine, Miss M, and Alan. I'm writing this email to ask whatever happened to Email Corner. See what oh. I did there? I haven't heard any of the Email Corner jingles for a while now, and I wondered if you'd lost them. Praise redacted as per your terms and conditions. Well, I think Dave we'll Thorne. all agree it was worth the wait, Dave, for that yeah. jingle. We're back in business, pal. Yeah. But, you know, we can, we, yes. I mean, it, I mean that, yeah, was, yeah, that must have been say. terrible to listen to. Yeah, well, I to. think we should bring it back, email call. Yeah, let's it, do it, that. It had, a, it, had a, it had a thing about yeah. it. Yeah. Frank Skinner on the radio. I'm still in email. Connor! <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Can we remain here temporarily? This is from Paul. He says, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, from my little apartment in New York, listening to your weekly podcast... Goodness. Oh, that sounds so New glamorous. New York... He <laughs> sounded so plaintive. Uh, what was it? Was it? It combined three popular songs about New York, but, but it, it didn't interfere got, with the melody I've of any of them. Decision problems. I thought I'll just have a crack at all. It's great for clearance. It was, that. No one could prove that was their song. It was neither Jay Z nor Frank Sinatra nor Gerard Kenny. No, Taking it. or a Taylor Swift. No, or Taylor Swift. Exactly. a remix. Welcome yeah. to. Um, (laughs) It sounded like somebody's last words. Um, Anyway, he's in New York. I like it. I like the sound of this Paul. He sounds a bit hero in a rom-com. I like, yeah, I like Paul in an apartment. It's Hugh Grant in a rom-com. Anyway, he continues. Um, Listening to your weekly podcast, I, for no other reason than that of posterity, want to point out a correctione. 
Have you got that jingle? Has Washu changed that to this week? <laughs> We're back. We're back with the jingle. In a typically niche segment, oh, he's gone a bit review-based, <laughs> about famous monocle wearers, you, Frank, referred to Richard Tauber as being German. He was, I'm afraid, actually Austrian. I feel somewhat churlish for even pointing this out, not least given the splendid rendition of Tauber you then went on to give Tauber. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. However, I feel as a fellow Brummie, living in New York, he's done well, mm. you will forgive me. OK, this is from Paul. Yours in obedience, although not in the S&M context. Well, yes. So, um, yeah, Rich, 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 well, so Richard, Richard Tauber. Yeah, um, as, as we said, was a famous monocle. Was so famous in 1940. Yes. Um, speaking of which, he was alive during World War II, so there would have been a time when he was German. Mm. Because of uh, uh. The, an- the annexing of Austria. I think that's correct. There's any historians that, that, that um, gets that we wrong? We know it's Star Wars. We do <laughs> have historians that occasionally contact yes, the show. Yes, we might have to to, he might have to email us. And we'll read next, week's next week's email. email. I saw yeah. a picture of... Uh, this is that we, we must close soon. But yes. I saw a picture of uh, Richard Tauber. Oh, yeah. And he was wearing what about, what about <laughs> what about this for a level of self confidence? He was wearing a monocle with no string. Wow! Wow! Like, like seeing trapeze without the safety net. I mean, so Fantastic. confident that he had yes. the squint. He must have had a squint of iron. <laughs> yeah. That he felt there was no, no need for a support. The squint strings. could be maintained at all times. That's some is. real facial musculature going That's there, brilliant. isn't it? Yeah. Which does suggest there was some German in him, <laughs> that level of confidence. Yeah. Whereas the Austrians are more poetical, I always think. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> there we have it for another week. Email <laughs> corner is back. Martin Gardner, just to close us, says email corner needs a rethink. Yes. <laughs> okay, sorry, That's... Sarah. Did he email that? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> okay, good lad. Good lad. Okay, so anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Uh, Now get out. Get your weekly Frank fix. Listen to the show as it happens on Saturday morning from 8 until 11 with more music and fewer ads with the Absolute Radio app.